All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. A very good morning to everyone tuning in. This is Bloomberg Quint and I am Hormis Fatakia here to tell you all that you need to know on the 23rd of March. First up, the government on Monday revised the time window within which the second dose of Covishield vaccine can be taken. The timeline was revised to four to eight weeks from the earlier four to six weeks. Emerging scientific evidence has shown that protection against the virus is enhanced if the second dose is administered between six to eight weeks, but not later than the stipulated period of eight weeks. The revised timeline is applicable only to Covishield and not Covaxin. Speaking of the virus, India reported the biggest single-day spike in new cases in over four months, with 212 deaths being the highest in over two months. Days after a technical glitch halted trading at the National Stock Exchange for over four hours, the market regulator has issued fresh guidelines to hold bourses accountable for such disruptions. SEBI said that the stock exchanges will have to announce a disaster within 30 minutes of disruption. This, along with other guidelines, will have to be implemented by market infrastructure institutions like exchanges and clearing corporations within a 90-day period. SEBI also said that MIIs will ensure that there is no data loss for more than 15 minutes. SEBI has also issued a circular giving clarification on valuation of bonds issued under the Basel III framework. The regulator said that for bonds issued until March 31, 2022, there will be a deemed residual maturity of 10 years for Basel III additional Tier 1 bonds. For Basel III Tier 2 bonds, it will stand at 10 years or contractual maturity, whichever is earlier. The soon-to-be-set-up National Bank for Financing Infrastructure and Development will get government guarantee support and direct access to liquidity from the Reserve Bank of India. That is a Bloomberg Quint exclusive. The National Bank for Financing Infrastructure and Development bill was introduced in the Lok Sabha on Monday and it stated that the DFI will be permitted to borrow money from the Reserve Bank of India, repayable on demand or on the expiry of fixed periods not exceeding 90 days. The Reserve Bank of India on Monday announced setting up of a standing external advisory committee for evaluating applications for universal banks and small finance banks. The panel will be headed by former RBI Deputy Governor Shamla Gopinath. Other than Gopinath, the committee will have four other members and will have a tenure of three years. A Delhi High Court division bench has stayed last week's single-judge order which held some future group companies guilty of willful violation of the emergency arbitrator's order in favour of Amazon. Senior advocate Gopal Subramaniam on behalf of Amazon said that they will be filing an application seeking enforcement of the emergency arbitrator's order in the Supreme Court. The case will next be heard on the 30th of April. In corporate news, Maruti Suzuki has announced that it will be increasing the prices of its vehicles from the 1st of April this year owing to a rise in input costs. This is the second price hike undertaken by India's largest passenger car maker after the one they undertook at the start of the year. Edelweiss has announced a strategic investment in its wealth management business from PAG. PAG has made an investment of 2,366 crore rupees including primary and secondary investment. Post this transaction, PAG will now hold controlling stake in Edelweiss's wealth management business. The government has exited Tata Communications after selling 16% of the equity through an offer for sale and the remaining 10% to its strategic partner. The sale of the 26% stake has fetched the government a sum of over 8,800 crore rupees. 
The government has also said that the planned privatization of BEML will move to its second stage after the Department of Investment and Public Asset Management or DIPAM wrote on Twitter that the defense player has received multiple expressions of interest. The Ministry of Defence has signed a contract with Mahindra Defence Systems for the supply of 1300 light specialist vehicles to the Indian Army at the cost of over 1000 crore rupees. The induction of the vehicles will be completed over a period of four years. In international news, floods in Australia have shown no signs of abating with another 15,000 people likely to be evacuated today from the eastern state of New South Wales. Sydney is forecast to receive another 90 millimetres or 3.5 inches of rain today. Southern areas of Queensland have also been put on flood watch. With that, I head over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup of the day. Morning Neeraj, does the late recovery yesterday inspire any confidence for today's session? Well, Hormuz, um, you would have to admit that uh, the goings look to be positive for the day. So let's take it a day as it comes. Now, um, yeah, you would probably start off higher. Now, what what's happening? The US 10-year yields came off a little bit shortly after the Turkish President uh, Erdogan abruptly replaced the country's central bank chief, which sent shockwaves through the financial markets. It's been the talking point for the last two days. But that um, US 10-year yields coming off a little bit led to some bit of a relief rally on the tech stocks with Nasdaq doing well yesterday. And the sentiment, therefore, is likely to be more positive in Asia this morning. Uh, by the way, uh, in other global news, the US, UK, European Union and Canada have imposed sanctions on China over alleged human rights abuses on the Uyghurs in Xinjiang drawing an immediate reaction from Beijing. So the geopolitics is far from clean, but the market seem to be poised to do well. You would probably expect Asia and SGX Nifty to follow suit. The early rises that I saw were all in the green. Uh, so at least that makes well for the start to be okay. Let's wait and watch how it shapes up during the course of the day. Uh, just a couple of non-market news, but need to keep in mind. Um, uh, has some impact on the markets, of course. As Hormuz already mentioned, SEBI's eased the norms for valuation of perpetual bonds. Effectively, it's a relief for mutual funds and PSU banks and will ease the situation for now. But remember, unless you are a debt scheme owner, this will not impact your life too much. One should also watch for the Supreme Court ruling today on a batch of petitions seeking to extend the loan moratorium period. Remember, the six-month loan moratorium period announced uh, by RBI had ended in August, but uh, the court had restrained banks from declaring any more accounts as NPAs. And, and the finance ministry and the RBI were opposing any extension for the period, but many financially sick sectors <coughs> still remain hopeful of some bailout. So the court will decide on the possibility of extension of the loan moratorium period and on the modalities of the loan interest waiver. Effectively, a decision against the banks will be considered negative, but is highly unlikely. I would watch out for real estate as a sector. The risk on sectors have been badly bruised and are poised for some pullback in the lead up to the expiry. And real estate, to my mind, is at the forefront. So I'll go there's properties that is bid yesterday on the upside from a trading perspective. Watch out for some of the other stocks. I thought the JP Morgan note on BPCL with an overweight rating and a target price of 550 is a good one. And I'm just laying it out for you. They say that the rupees 700 to 750 per share, which a lot of people have calculated as the government's intention to draw from BPCL privatization is not impossible, but would depend on who joins the bidding consortium. And in their view, aside of the divestment price in a normalized environment, marketing margins at average levels, for example, 
their FY23 standalone EPS stands at 48 rupees per share and therefore the implied fair value at 690 rupees per share. So we need to wait and watch if that happens or not. Of course, we'll all be watching out for companies like Maruti because of the price increase that they have announced, but effectively pointing towards margin pressure due to commodity price rise or Reliance, where the Aramco CEO is saying that they're possibly still in discussion with Reliance over a partnership or BML, wherein the multiple expressions of interest have been received for the privatization. So a bunch of those stocks in focus in the session today, but all in all, uh, a rising tide, not heavily rising, but a rising tide should carry all boats along with. Have a safe day. Please wear your masks. And thanks so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.